We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Week eight of the NFL season is here, and we're back with you at the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, the Friday DFS version. Come join us. Happy Friday morning, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, the Friday DFS version, sponsored by No House Advantage. I am Scott Jensen. Join us always on Friday mornings by Ryan Balanji. Uh, we hope everybody is uh, having a good season so far. We appreciate everybody listening. If you could please rate and review the podcast, it helps out a lot also. Uh, Ryan, we're at week eight. I used to call it halfway point, but now that we have a wonky 17 uh, weeks, it's not really it's not really there, but pr- pretty close. Uh, the season's flying by pretty good. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good, Scott. Thanks. Um, I know we keep saying this, the season's flying by, but yeah, it feels like it just started. Um, this slate, uh, I don't know, relatively interesting. You, we were talking before that there's only one one game with teams with winning records against each other. Uh, not yep. very many high total games uh, yet again, but um, there's some interesting, you know, there's some things about this slate that are interesting and different than any of the other ones we've had so far that I think we'll get into. Um, you know, DFS went pretty good last week. We're on a pretty good run now. I think I can, I'll, I'll say it now. I have four straight weeks of 100% return on investment in cash games. And this week, nice. you know, I don't want to be too confident, but. I think we're going to make it five uh, this week. I'm more confident than most, so I'm excited to get into it. The uh, you just gave us the announcer's jinx right there. That's uh, that. Yeah, that's I know. That's, like, a, I, that's a lot of confidence right that, there. But you know, normally, normally I don't. You know, yeah, normally I, I try not to be as humble or as sure. And of course, I'm not. DFS is is crazy like right. that, and a ton of variance. But um, I, I think there's one thing specifically that a lot of people won't do that I think is the right thing to do. And uh, nice. so, so we'll talk about that when we get there. I, I look forward to hearing that. Yeah, Kevin Harlan did to Steph Curry this week. He said, uh, hasn't missed a free throw yet this year as he was shooting it and he missed the free throw. I mean, and it's Curry just actually, always, you know. Curry actually went always. over there and he actually went over the scores table and was laughing and said something that was pretty funny. But he, could actually, <laughs> he, actually, he actually could hear him say it as he was shooting, which is pretty wild. But Yeah, uh, I know. Like I, I felt like I was jinxing myself as I was saying it. Yeah, uh, it's it's interesting you mentioned the, the you know the, the teams with the winning records the one game and uh, as we predicted um, uh, two months ago it is Seattle and the Giants in that game too so it's uh, just <laughs> the NFL the NFL always goes exactly how we see it and it's a weird year like I think it's pretty safe to say that there are 
there's there's Buffalo and Kansas City, then like maybe a little bit of drop down to Philly, and then there is a giant chasm of like the other 29 teams. Like it is a it is a mess. It's a very, very clear three teams at the top. Like I saw a bet on the I forget what Casino was offering it, but they were pretty much offering uh Bills, Chiefs, or Eagles at minus one ten, or the rest of the field at minus one ten to win the Super Bowl. So it's uh it's a year where there are there are very, very clear three teams are the best. I think there's a very clear two teams. I think I don't think Philly's quite there yet, but uh Bills and Chiefs AFC championship game might be like the just the game we we watch and look forward to. It might be the Super Bowl right there. Oh, and Ryan has frozen early. That's never great, but uh, we'll get uh, we'll get him back. But uh, we'll take a uh, take an overall look at the slate while waiting for uh, for Ryan's uh, connection to come back. Uh, there's a oh yeah, sorry, sorry, Scott. I forgot that keeps happening. Switched over to my hotspot, so we should be good now. Oh, good to go. Um, I was just I was just talking about how uh, I was just talking about uh, that game, but I was jumping into the slate. We've got uh, we've got eleven games on this slate. We got a, we have a London game. We have uh, two teams on a bye: the Chiefs and the Chargers. Uh, so eleven games, seven early four late um off slate this week we had baltimore and uh, new england last night denver and jacksonville uh russell wilson is doing his calisthenics in the aisle uh, as, as they head over to london so that game's off the slate uh the packers and bills your packers and the uh, the powerful bills uh face the sun on sunday night you have any confidence that the packers are gonna hang in that game <laughs> oh next to none next to none oh wow uh, next um, to none that's you know, uh yeah i, used to I didn't always think Eric. Yeah, I used to always think Aaron Rodgers would would give us a chance that it was always enough, but it doesn't right. seem like that anymore. I mean, the th- last three losses for the Packers are just as bad as it gets, and yeah, I mean, it's going to be a bloodbath, I think. Yeah, Packers, uh, Packers and Bucks are the two teams right now. They like you just you just did not expect them to look this anemic on offense. And then uh, Cincinnati and Cleveland on uh, Monday night. The 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 rough news yesterday: Jamar Chase can be out four to six weeks. So that's uh, you know if you have your if you have any Tyler Boyd in the season long, we would have played him in DFS, but obviously off the slate this week. This is a wild slate. I don't know. We'll, we'll tell you what your thoughts on it, but we have we have three. There's eleven games. We have three games that have a spread around fifty. There's a uh, Miami and Detroit, just we thought would be the highest scoring uh, total on the board when the season started. Cardinals and Vikings is 49. Raiders and Saints is 49. Then we have one game at 44 and a half on the, on the Vegas total. That's Seattle and the Giants. We mentioned that game earlier. And then there are seven games that are under 40, 43 or under on the over over under. It's a, it's wild that we've got this much separation. You got these seven games, you got one game in the middle, and then you got three games that are way up there. Like a, a touchdown difference between these top three games and the bottom seven games. Usually, like, oh, you know, this is a three point, four point difference, like a full touchdown difference. It's a, uh, it's a very, uh, very top heavy slate with the over unders. Yep. And, you know, that's going to mean the popularity is going to go to those games. Uh, yeah. People will look at, a lot of these other low total games and just completely forget about them. Um, and yeah, a couple of those games at the top look pretty good. I think, you know, the one that stands out most for me is this Dolphins Lions yeah. game. Um, games in Detroit this year have averaged 76 points. The oh, Lions geez. themselves, the Lions themselves has have scored at least 35 in every home game. Um, you know, we like to, we, we always like to target them for DFS or at least target right. whoever their opponent is. And uh, Miami happens to have some of the, you know, better players on this slate. Tua, you could argue, is the second-ranked quarterback. Tyreek is in a great spot. Um, Amon Ra coming back healthy on the other side is in a good spot. Uh, the running back, at least for Miami, you could play. So, yeah, um, I think that game has – 
probably the highest shootout potential. I mean, maybe, you know, you, you could say maybe Arizona, Minnesota. I don't know. I, I, I think my favorite was Miami, Detroit. Uh, did you have any thoughts on these on the top games or, or your favorite game? Uh, I actually like Raiders Saints, and we'll, and we'll get into as we as we kind of build some stacks and stuff. But that's the game that uh, I, I mean. I, I'm not saying I don't like Miami Detroit. I'm a little bit a little bit worried about Detroit the last couple of weeks on offense. But I think you know, no DeAndre Swift, no Amon Ross St. Brown, maybe you know affected golf a lot. I, I we hope Swift's going to play. We hope Amon Ross is going to play. So I think that changes their offense a lot. But they've been a little bit down. Um, so you know, they need to stay for in order to be a shootout. They need to kind of stay up and catch up a little bit. I think the Saints and uh, yeah, I think the Saints and Raiders had a chance to be uh, a little bit more back and forth. So uh, I do like both games. Yeah, you like anybody going against Detroit defense, but it's uh, it's 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 fun. At least we have three games up here. I don't I don't like when we have like one game that sticks out at the top. Like with three games that are high total, I think it, it helps You're a right. little bit. Yeah, you know, yeah, and you can, you know, you just you saying that you can make good arguments for all three of them. You mentioned that the Raiders Saints yeah. game has a better chance of shooting out. You know, you're probably right. Actually, it's probably a better chance of staying closer. And there's some nice players in that game too. Well, yeah, Josh Jacobs gets 140 yards every single week now. So apparently, he's he's <laughs> he's, he's he's Barry Sanders and Eric Dickerson put together. It's wild. Right. unbelievable. Um, just uh, just to, to name them, the, the, we have I mentioned the seven games, the total under 43. Uh, Niners, Rams, 42.5. Carolina, Atlanta, 41. Bears, Cowboys, 42.5. Uh, Patriots, uh, Jets. Uh, yes, Patriots. I'm sorry. I said Baltimore, New England played last night. Baltimore, Tampa Bay played last night. That was a, that was a Tom Brady slip right there. Sorry. Uh, Patriots, Jets, 40.5. Pittsburgh and Philly, 43. Tennessee, Houston, 40.5. And, and the Commanders and the Colts at 39.5. Um, before we jump into actual players, is there any games on that grouping that you're like, I think this this total is a little bit too low. I think we might get a little more back and forth than that. Well, maybe that giant Seahawks game, you know, the yeah. the the game with the two teams with winning <laughs> records. Yeah. Um, you know, those teams, I know the, the Giants have been playing a little bit faster. We we've spoke about how the Seahawks have been too. Um yeah, so I don't know. I could guess I could see it in that game, but you know, some of these totals are so low. I guess you could make that argument for some of these other games. I don't know. Does does one jump out for you? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be like picking really good players from some of those games. I mean, we talked about like you look at Bears Cowboys, like that's forty two and a half, but like the Cowboys have a big implied total themselves, and we have I mentioned we have there's three spreads, there's three spreads that are over ten. So it, it, not only do we have the totals are weird this week, but the spreads are really weird too. We have. Um, Three games with a spread over 10 points, which is wild. One of those is Buffalo and Green Bay off the slate. But, like, three games with huge spreads, and then the rest of the whole slate, the spreads are under four points a game. Like, it's really weird that you've got – and, again, like we had with the totals, you have, like, a full touchdown that separates these games. So, you got, like, whatever that is, there's there's 15 games on the slate total. So, 12 games that are uh, essentially a field goal or less, and then three that are over a touchdown and a field goal, like over 10 points. So, it's really weird. There's no games that are – five, six, seven-point spread. So we've got a lot of close games. Um, if I had to pick one to get a little back and forth and go over, I think that Niners-Rams game, is a, the total's a little bit low right now. Um, the Niners' defense got thrashed by Kansas City last week. They got absolutely lit up. Uh, both Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw like made a lot of mistakes. Uh, Tulana Hufunga, uh, who was playing really well, like missed a lot of tackles. Um, so I figure that I, I guess they'll figure it out, and I think and I think the Niners' D will still be really good. But uh, – it showed some holes last week that Sean McVay, I think, will probably be able to try and exploit. Matthew Stafford's not been good, but those Niners Rams games usually like uh, you, they get a little bit scoring in there. I think that uh, I think that totals a little bit low. So I think uh, I think I, if I had to bet that one, I bet the over in that game. Yeah, I think again, Scott, you're sharper than I am. That game was like four points, 
higher on the look ahead when, whenever okay. they do that at the start of the season or a few weeks ago. So, yeah, that, that, that total is noticeably low for those two teams. And I get it. Both offenses have, have struggled a little bit. The Niners, especially in the second half, have struggled. But uh, I do think that I, I think that those teams tend to play. They know each other so well. I think that the, they'll figure out a way to uh, score points. The Niners have to figure out a way. Uh, no, you know, if Debo Samuel doesn't play, you know, maybe that uh, tempers that a little bit. But we'll kind of talk about as we uh, as we get through here, uh, kind of how to handle the Niners' offense this week. But uh, let's jump into the slate. But first, a note from our sponsors at Play with Swagger. There are 50 million fantasy sports players and sports bettors in the U.S., but 90% of all cash prizes are won by 2% of the players. That's because most sports gaming options were created for pros. You know, the dudes dropping loads of cash on data to find an edge over the rest of us, not Swagger. Swagger is a daily fantasy sports site created for sports fans who simply want some skin in the game and a real shot at winning. Tired of losing because of one bad pick? With Swagger, you don't need to be perfect to win. You simply create a ticket of 4 to 10 simple player props and score points for the ones you get right. Your score determines your win, not the perfect ticket. You can be half right and all right with Swagger. Swagger offers the most player props and biggest payouts of any DFS site as much as 50 times your money. Plus, you can play fantasy football along with the other major U.S. pro sports as well as international soccer, Formula One, NASCAR, fight sports, rugby, Cricket and even esports. Might have to get some cricket going. Uh, ready to play? Visit Play with Swagger. S W A G G E R dot com slash RotoWire. Sign up and Swagger will give you ten free dollars to to try them out. Plus, match your first deposit one hundred percent up to one hundred dollars. Uh, so let's jump into uh, kind of the chalk plays uh, first of all. Like who we think is most popular. Uh, quarterback's interesting. And I'm going to ask you about quarterback this week because we've got uh, there's no Mahomes, no Josh Allen on the slate. So Jalen Hurts sticks out at the top. He's 8300 on on, on DraftKings. Tua Tagovailoa is 6200. I think he'd be very popular against Detroit. Priced pretty, uh, you know, two uh, two thousand less than Hurts. Obviously, great matchup. But I want to ask you before that. Um, the the Colts have changed quarterback. Uh, Matt Ryan is out. Sam Ellinger is in the Texas uh, University of Texas quarterback against the Commanders. Great matchup. He's four thousand. Obviously, the news came out on Ryan after after the prices came out. Uh, just as a general DFS theory strategy, what do you do when we get in situations like this? We have a quarterback that is literally is min price for quarterback starting. He has a little bit of rushing element to his game too. How do you handle this when you're? Because I think you have to kind of figure out what you want to do with Ellinger before you even build your team. Yep, I agree, Scott. This is what I was referring to at the start oh, of the perfect. podcast. Um, so I opened the slate a few days ago and saw that Hertz s- stood alone at the top. And first thought was, okay, I want to roster Hertz in cash games to just get those raw points and, you know, sort of get an edge on the field that way. And you start to look at the slate more. And as you mentioned, Tua is cheaper than he should be for this matchup. So you yep. think, okay, you know, Tua. That's a cash game option too, definitely in that range. But but Sam Ellinger, is that how you say it, or Ellinger? Um, uh, Ellinger I, I, I watch know. a lot of Ellinger. college football, and I don't. I, I think it's Ellinger. I think you're right. I know. I, I don't. I honestly don't know. Um, but yeah, so four thousand. Um, and I wasn't sure at first, and then you look around the industry, and there's some huge projections on him. And I saw at Texas that he rushed for 33 touchdowns. 33 touchdowns rushing uh, at Texas. And in the preseason, uh, it looked like he was pretty good scrambling, pretty mobile. Um, so a 4K running or a 4K quarterback that can run, I think it's just too much to pass up, even with two of there. Um, and I don't think that every, you know, I think people are going to be pretty wary of that. I don't think people just aren't going to want to do that, at least enough people. So I think. I think you can get a pretty big edge there uh, with 
Ellinger in cash games. I think, yeah, 4K is too cheap for a guy with rushing upside. Um, do, did you have any thoughts? Yeah, I, it's funny because I looked at it, I saw that same stat that you saw with the, the rushing at Texas. He, he ran for 1,900 yards and 33 touchdowns at Texas. So he has a rushing element. Saw the preseason stuff too. Um, it's weird, right? Because you're like, this. I mean, it, it, we've seen some rookie, rookie quarterbacks that like look horrible in their first start. And then we see some guys who do enough to get there. But 4000 is so cheap. Not only that, we have a week where there's a ton of expensive options. So it's not like we've had a couple, we had a couple weeks in the past where like everybody was cheap and it was easy to get to whatever you wanted. This week's not that way. There are a couple of running backs who I think are going to be very, very chalky that we'll talk about in a second. But you've got, I mean, Cup is 9,600, Justin Jefferson is 9,100. There's a, there's a couple of running backs over 8,000. McCaffrey, Derek Henry, there's a lot of like, if you wanted to like play, play Ellinger and then I think it's Ellinger. 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 I watch I watch yeah. a lot of college football. I, I think he's Ellinger. I, I think you're right. I think yeah. you're right. I think, you're, um, I think yeah. But uh, there's just there's a lot of ways you can really ramp up and get guys that you know people are gonna have trouble getting to. Like if someone plays two with Tyreek, like they're not playing Cup and Jefferson. It's just really hard. To, I mean, you can do it and then you go cheap everywhere else, but it's hard to get you know a lot of a lot of spots where you do that. So I think if you want, if there's like expensive guys you love this week, I think that Ellinger really gives you a spot to get to those. It's it's hard to jump on. Yeah. It's four thousand, but you're like he it, could score. He could score seven points, and you're not gonna be shocked. Like it, it's it, yeah, like it's, it's it's hard to to jump on. But you yeah. nailed the the other point. I mean, you absolutely nailed it. There isn't cheap value at other positions. Like almost none at running back. I mean, we'll get there below, say, you know, the 6K range, Tony Pollard, and really nothing at receiver below the 5K range that you'd be comfortable with in cash games. Um, And, you know, sometimes, you know, we'll get a 3K receiver or a 5K running back or something. And then you look to pay up at quarterback because then it makes sense. But you mentioned we have so many players that are more expensive this week. You can make incredible lineups with Ellinger. And yep. to be honest, you can probably get away with him scoring 12 points. I mean, right. you, to be honest, even less than that, you know, I don't want to push it, but you, you wouldn't be dead. Like, and then of course, if he scores anywhere near 20, you're just like for sure going to cash. So, you know, I think, I think it's worth the, worth the risk. What um I'm gonna put you on the spot here. What is his percent roster ship in like uh say the big GPPs? Like, do you think it's like twelve percent? Do you think it's twenty? Like, where do you think we're at? If you had to guess, I know it's impossible to guess, but like, is like ten, twelve percent somewhere in there? This one is this one is so tough to guess. I think he will be. Yeah, I think like in the smaller stakes stuff, he'll be around there, like you said. But I think as you go up in stakes, like hundred dollar, the two hundred fifty dollar, the the double ups, at least for cash games, I think his percentage will start to creep up there. Uh, I think the best players will see that that four K is just too cheap, and you can just make incredible lineups if if you decide to roster him. Now, and what about we'll, like we'll, it, what about like in the Millie Maker? Like, what's his percentage? Yeah, in, in the Millie Maker, yeah, I think he'll probably. I don't know, like ten percent max. I think okay. I don't think you know, a lot of people will go to him in that format okay uh so that it, it's interesting i think it, it very much is, the, is kind of the main thing you have to talk you have to figure out that before before you build lineups and i i definitely will uh i'm gonna play with play around with it I'll, i will have some two and there's we'll talk some other quarterbacks i want to play too but i'm gonna have at least uh an ellinger lineup in there to kind of see what i can build around it because you can really oh, get some yeah, from some fun stuff sorry just sorry just let me uh correct that a little i just looked at a couple ownership projections for the millie maker and i see him around 20 percent. so i guess really you know, okay that's, yeah, you know, uh, that's higher are, than I would have guessed. Yeah, so you know maybe he won't get that high, but I guess you know it seems more and more people are um, consuming content now, podcasts, articles, you know, subscribe to websites. So you know these plays 
Sometimes they're a little bit more popular, but yeah, that seems a little bit high. Uh, question in the chat for you. Someone help me. I sh should I trade Jacoby Myers, Kyle Pitt, and Jimmy Garoppolo for Brian Robinson, Romeo Dubs, and Kirk Cousins? Um, you, you, you take this one, Scott. I would pull the trigger. I'd rather have Robinson than Myers. I'd rather have Dubs, uh, Pitts, and Dubs. I'd rather Pitts, but barely. He's been awful. And I'd rather have Cousins than Garoppolo going forward. So I'd pull the trigger there. Uh, I know someone in the chat said they'd keep the other side, so it's probably pretty close. But uh, I would, uh, I'd probably take Robinson, Dubs, and Kirk Cousins barely. Uh, other question in the chat uh, as we get into quarterbacks: uh, Matthew Stafford or Andy Dalton this week? Mm. I'm going Andy Dalton. I'm going to go Andy Dalton against I, the Raiders. I am too. I'm going yeah. Andy. He's he's shown enough recently, and that game, as you mentioned, has some potential. That's what, that's what I'm going to. So I mentioned before. I think there's a couple running backs this week that are going to be very popular. I think it's going to be Kenneth Walker's at 6,500 against the Giants. This price just still feels too low. He had 168 yards and two touchdowns last week against Chargers. I know the Chargers can't stop the run, but you know New York can't stop the run either. We talked about how the Giants are six and one, but they're giving up a ton of big plays. Kenyon Drake was 10 for 19 against him. Then ATN was 14 for 114. They give up a lot of big plays. Uh, the, the, the Seahawks are home favorites. Like I think Walker, everybody's talking about, people are talking about Walker. Like if you redrafted right now, like would he be running back two, three, four, somewhere in there? I think a lot of people are playing 6,500. Then you mentioned Tony Pollard, 6,100. Uh, if Zeke sits, is he has not practiced the last couple of days, everybody's going to have Tony Pollard. 6,100. Everybody loves Tony Pollard as it is. Um, he had one game without uh, with Zeke inactive uh, in his career. He was RB1 that week. So I think that uh, the history is pretty good. Uh, he's averaging five and a half yards a carry. The Bears are allowing 4.6 yards per carry. Nice game strip is big favorites against the Bears. I think if Zeke is inactive, I think uh, Pollard's rush ship will be just massive. Oh, yeah, it will be out of control. I mean, you know, everyone in fantasy football is just wait, waiting yep. for that situation. They talk yep. about it all the time. And, yeah, you might get it here. And it's in a pretty nice spot, too, with the with the Cowboys as massive favorites. So, yeah, his, his ownership would be huge. Um, obviously, you just roster him in cash games. You don't even think about it. You're right about uh, Kenneth Walker. He'd be one of the next ones. I'm definitely looking at him in cash games. And then also Alvin Kamara, 7,100 oh, in that range. Like that too. Yep. Projects really well. Still a little bit too cheap. You think he should be priced, you know, higher up like some of those other backs. Um Josh Jacobs, you know, that's probably about as high as I'd go for cash games. He's just, you know, he's been so good recently. Yep. Um, and then I think Ramondre Stevenson, I guess, is in the conversation. Uh, but, you know, it still worries me about Damian Harris. I know that yeah. was a weird game the other night when Harris only had three carries. I'm just seeing Ramondre up there on these projections. And, yeah, I like, I like the other guys in this range. I think, for me, you're deciding between four guys, Pollard, Walker, Kamara, and Jacobs. At least for cash games, you're going to want three of those guys, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that's uh, that, that's fair. And I think that Walker and Pollard will be even be a little bit higher than the other two. But I think yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you a lot on, on Kamara. I think that he's going to be uh, popular this week and for a good reason. Um, it's funny as we usually do this for you know who's going to be popular. I have a couple of receivers. I don't have a receiver this week that sticks out to me as like oh everybody's going to have that guy. Is there someone that you think is so obvious that everybody's going to have him? Because I just don't. Uh, I think there's a lot of receivers I like this week, but I think they're going to be pretty spread out. Yeah, I think it is too. Um... And that's so so that's going to cause you might this this is a bit of an interesting one, but 
DJ Moore is going to be a little bit popular. So I, I tried to go down to about the cheapest player that, that people yep. are looking at in cash games. And that's DJ Moore right now, after he had a nice game last week, seven catches, 10 targets. So I think in that range, DJ Moore, you go up a little bit higher though. Chris Olave is going to be pretty popular too. If Michael Thomas and Landry are out again, Olave had 14 targets last week and you know, he's had some huge games, 13 targets, 13 targets. So he would get some ownership, and at the top it would be Tyreek Hill, eighty-five hundred in that in that great matchup. Um, so, but yeah, I'm with you. There, there's not like an obvious one. I think those guys sort of stand out for cash games in that range. Yeah, Olave was the the top one for me. I think that if uh, assuming Michael Thomas doesn't play and he didn't practice yesterday and he's missed four straight games, as I think he's not going to play. But I think that you're right. I think Olave is probably the one that sticks out there. Oh, DJ Moore popular. Boy, we're back to that. DJ Moore chalk. I know. DJ I Moore know. chalk. I mean, that's yeah. scary, right? It is. It is very scary with PJ Walker throw to it, it. I know he looked good last week and I love DJ Moore, but that's, that's still scary. Uh, top, uh, top roster tight end, Pat Fryermuth at 3,900. And now that's one, this is a tight end. Like, I don't know. You could tell me anything to be honest. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fryermuth, he'll be one of them. I don't think there's one that stands out, to be honest. I'm looking at the same ownership projections that I've been referencing. Currently have Noah Fant as the highest tight end, and that is assuming that DK Metcalf is out. I mean, it's it's squarely dependent on DK Metcalf being out. But, you know, people in cash games really like to play these min price tight ends, and I agree with it on, on weeks like this. So, if DK Metcalf is out, I could get behind that. Again, it's not a great play. I mean, he's still sort of sharing snaps with Will Disley, but I would understand it. Uh, you, yeah, I like Fryermuth. Um, I kind of like Dalton Schultz for for similar salary. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There isn't much though. Yeah, there's not a lot. I think it'd be Fryermuth. Uh, question in the chat from the, the same person. Uh, last question: Andy Dalton or Russell Wilson? I'm going Andy Dalton. I don't trust that Wilson's fully healthy. And uh, I, I just uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of over, uh, yeah, I mean, over Russell Wilson right now. Yeah, I can't play Russ. I mean, if you if you still believe in him, maybe. But yeah, I mean, give me Dalton too. Yeah. Uh, so let's jump into quarterback stacks. I think uh, we'll, we'll kind of go with the obvious one. I think that uh, probably the favorite, most popular stack this week is going to be Tua with either Tyreek or Jalen Waddle. Um, hard to argue it. You know, the D- Detroit defense is is brutal right now. It's a great matchup. They're allowing seven point nine yards per attempt. You mentioned. Games in Detroit average like 150 points a game or whatever you said. Um, Detroit plays a lot of man, which is really good for Miami wide receivers. Like, I think Miami struggles more with zone. Detroit's aggressive with man and blitzing. And, like, Tyreek and Waddle, you just ain't guarding them on man coverage, especially Tyreek. Um, if you play a two stack, are you going with Tyreek? Are you going with Waddle? Are you going with both? Uh, what are you, how, how do you build your two stack if you're, if, you're, if you're doing that? Yeah, good question. I think, you know, I think you can do whatever you want. Um, I personally, I want to go Tua, Tyreek, Amon-Ra, just the studs. And then I don't mind even throwing Gesicki in there. Just to mention about tight end and stacks this week, tight end is especially weak this week. So um, guys that normally I would have some reservations about throwing in stacks, I'll throw those cheap guys in stacks because they might not need to do much if, if the top range, you know, no one, no one smashes in that range. Um, so the argument for Waddle would be that he's going to be less popular, but why I said Tyreek is just Waddle's seen five or fewer targets in three of the last four weeks and six before that and five before that. Meanwhile, Tyreek is leading the league, averaging yep. over 11 
per game. And this matchup, uh, you can just see big plays for Tyreek. Obviously, you can for Waddle, too. So, like, I'm fine with any of the stacks in that game. But, you know, I I side with the Tyreek. Yeah, and it's hard not to. The The argument for Waddles is $1,800 less, and then you can do you can right. get something else. But, I mean, Tyreek double-digit targets, I think, in 405 or whatever it is. I mean, they just, they're just massively targeting, whether it's deep, whether it's short, kind of all over the field, um, to a love throwing to Tyreek. So that's an obvious stack. I think that, uh, I think that it's, a, it's a good way to go. I like it. I'll be having some lineups with, with two a stack. Where else are you going? Uh, if you're not, uh, you're not going two on a stack and you're not playing Ellinger, uh, what other stacks mm-hmm. uh, do you like this week? Hmm. Now, like is a bit of a strong word on, on this slate. Um, All right. Well, you, want, you want, you want yeah. me to go first? No, 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 no. I got, okay. I got All one. Right. I got one. Okay. Hopefully I don't steal yours. I don't think I will. All right. um, this would just be sort of a mini stack. And in the giant Seattle game, um, I'm looking at Daniel Jones, maybe. Uh, okay. 32 points last week. We saw him rush for over 100. He keeps showing all this rushing upside. Um, quarterback. This is a week at quarterback where I think the cheap guys are more in play than usual because there might not be as much opportunity cost. You know, we don't have the Allens and the Mahomes and and all these guys. There's just Hurts and, you know, maybe Tua and I don't know, maybe Kyler. But anyways, makes the cheap guys more viable. And um, I like Wandale Robinson this week as a cheap wide receiver. So, so that leads me to the stack. Uh, Wandale had eight targets in the first half last week, caught six balls in the first half. Um, this could be like a pretty good matchup against Seattle and it's a pretty good price. And then like the stack is just so easy because you have Kenneth Walker. So I'd be fine with just going Jones, Walker, Wandale, or, you know, uh, if DK Metcalf's out, Tyler Lockett's a fine option. Again, no offense, maybe one of their Seattle's cheap wide receivers that that aren't going to be that popular. So, yeah, I'd be okay going with that stack. But um, I don't know. Give me some other ideas. Yeah, I like that one, too. I I like Wandale a lot this week. I think as as we get in the week, he might end up being pretty popular, too. I think that uh, I think so, too. Yeah, with uh, it's funny because Kadarius Tony getting traded chief doesn't really affect anything because he wasn't playing anyway. But I think it just made people talk about the Giants and think about the Giants. Everybody's like, oh, well, Wandale's there by himself. He kind of was anyway. But I think the you know, the narrative got there. Everybody was talking about Giants. I think Wandale be up there. The one that I really like and we playing, um, I like the Raiders this week. I like Derek Carr with uh, Devontae. And I like the fact you can come back. You can come back with Alave. You can come back with Kamara. There's options to come back. I think this game is going to shoot out a little bit. Um, it's a nice matchup here. New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans defense is actually not great. They're, they're, they they pressure the quarterback very poorly. The last in pressure rate. Uh, when Carr gets in trouble, it's usually because he's pressured. Uh, they're allowing uh, yards per completion. Allowing is 24 24th worst in the league. Sneaky, uh, you know, third highest total in this game. But people aren't really talking about it as much. They're talking about Tua, and you get Ellinger in there too. I think it really helps this too because I think a lot of people will go Tua, then they'll be like, oh, I'm just going to tank and go with Ellinger, or they pay up and go with Hurts. I think that uh, those three will be really will stick out. I really like Carr this week with Devontae. Devontae is, uh, you know, three straight good games, getting targeted a ton. And I love there's there's really, really good options on New Orleans coming back. And you don't have to worry about popularity with the lobby or Camara because you're playing with with Carr and Adams. Like, nobody, nobody's going to have – I don't think this stack can be popular. And people have it because it's the third highest total. But um, I really like this one this week. It's uh, it's kind of my favorite uh, – my favorite a little bit off the radar play. Uh, yeah, I like that a lot. Everything you said makes a lot of sense. Um, do we know – I didn't – sorry, I didn't hear if you mentioned – Waller, I mean, keep an eye on Waller's status. Yeah. You know, if he if he miss, 
I don't, th- I don't, I don't think I'd necessarily want to include Waller in my stacks, but if he's out, I think it would be nice to include Foster Moreau. You know, uh, yeah. Devonte Adams is expensive, and even Kamara is relatively expensive. So you know, it just helps support things. It does. Uh, Waller practiced yesterday, so I think he's going to play. But yeah, I mean, obviously that can change as we as we get along the week here. Um, I think the other one is uh, interesting. Is I think Cousins and Justin Jefferson in the other high scoring game works. Jefferson's really expensive, but. Cousins, 6,100 on DraftKings. Um, Arizona's bottom 10 in uh, kind of all the passing points allowed stats. Um, they're home favorites, one of the higher total games. Uh, if you want to get a, get a piece there, I think that uh, it's a nice week to have a high total. Where I don't think a lot of people are going to play Cousins, Jefferson. Pretty easy to come back. if you, It's expensive, but you come back with DeAndre Hopkins if you wanted to. Uh, you know, he was really involved. He had 14 targets in his first game back. So you come back with Hopkins. I think you get a stack there in a high-scoring uh, potential game that uh, would be pretty unpopular also. Yeah, I agree. Um, the, the one thing, you know, I keep thinking about, I don't know if this stat is a fluke, but for the most part, Arizona has shut down number one wide receivers this season. I mean, if you go through and look at the stats, they just have shut them down, like pretty much every single one of them. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, that's it's not the biggest sample size in Arizona's defense. You know, they're not great. They do have a pretty good cornerback. I, I can't think of his name, but um yeah so i know if i'm gonna stack that game i kind of i liked what i saw from kyler and hopkins you know that that offense looked alive for the first time and hopkins looked pretty good so i could see myself with some kyler and hopkins yeah that game has has the potential to be high scoring yeah byron murphy jr i think is who you're thinking byron of. murphy that, that that's go. him yeah yeah um yeah, I think that's it's an interesting one. I think that uh, with with the quarterback options, I think these these the, the Raiders uh, Saints game and the Cardinals Viking games are maybe not uh, quite as highly uh, rostered as as they would be normally, just because we have so many uh, so many quarterback stacks. At least with the quarterbacks. So, um, anybody else quarterback wise? I mean, Jared Goff is fifty five hundred in that same Miami game. Uh, nice game for been told. It's been a struggle the last couple weeks, but if Amon Ron Swift are back. Miami's really rough against the pass. I think that's uh, if you mm-hmm. wanted to get a piece of the, you know, the highest total game, if you take the other side of it, then you get pretty interesting. You go, uh, you go, we talked about, uh, you know, uh, Tua with Amon Ra and, 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 uh, and Tyreek, you go golf with the uh, Amon Ra and Tyreek too, and just be different and, and get a piece of this game. to be really nice too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I could, I'm on board with that too. Golf has thrown four touchdowns in two of those home games yeah. this season. Uh, yeah. You could even throw, Hawkinson there, you know, when I, when I roster golf, I, I usually like it to be a double stack because, you know, you want four touchdown passes or at right. least three. And uh, so, yeah, I'd probably double stack him with, with Tyreek. That looks pretty good. Yeah. You could even throw in like a Raheem Mostert in there. Hope that game shoots yep. out. Yeah. I, I don't mind that. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun week. And, you know, we talked about how the, it doesn't look great, like schedule wise and like big games, but there's a lot of different ways to go here, which makes it, uh, makes it a lot of fun, but let's jump into the other positions. But first a note from our sponsor at no house advantage, no house advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Playing pick em contests versus other people for the shot at winning big cash prizes, download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks and climb the leaderboard for your shot at hundreds of thousands of dollars every week. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20x your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports thing, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up with the promo code NHAWIRE. That's N-H-A-W-I-R-E at NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app on the app store to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined. It's not just how you play, but it's also where you play. You don't want to miss out on this. We thank No House Advantage for the sponsorship uh, on the podcast. 
Uh, Ryan, I was looking at uh, a couple of No House Advantage props. Uh, you know, we've been, we were doing okay on these. Uh, give me a couple you like as I, I sent you some over, some over-unders here. Uh, if you're on the No House Advantage app, uh, what are a couple of props you like this week? I mean, yeah, the, the first one that stuck out to me was Amon Ross St. Brown, 58 and a half uh, receiving yards. Yeah. Back healthy now, uh, really good matchup. He's He's been over that in – Every game he's been healthy, I believe, except one maybe. Um, so yeah, I like I like Amon Ra, um, and then the other one, Chris Olave, uh, seventy-one for Olave. I think you know you could see big volume here in this spot again with with Michael Thomas out and with Landry out. Um, he's just drawing a ton of targets, and he has tons of big play upside. Uh, so that one seemed low to me as well. So yeah, give me Olave over and Amon Ra. I like it. I like it. I, I like what I saw from Justin Fields on uh, on Monday night against the Patriots. I'm going to go Justin Fields. The, oh, the over-under on his passing touchdowns is 0.5, so he only has to throw one. Um, I like the fact that they are uh, nine-point dogs of the Cowboys this week. I think he's going to have to throw the whole second half. Um, I like him to – even if he doesn't play great, he's going to get a garbage-time touchdown there. So I like, uh, I like Fields to throw at least one touchdown. And I'm going to go back to the well on one that paid off well last week. Uh, Kyle Pitts. I'm just going to ride the under on this dude. Uh, he had nine yards last week. The over-under is like 50-something and a half. We both laughed. We're like, that seems really high. He's 46 and a half. He's going to have to show me. I'm going to go under. I feel like I'm picking on Kyle Pitts here. But uh, it's been rough. There's been a lot of uh, lot of memes for Kyle Pitts this last uh, last week. It's been rough on Twitter for, for Kyle. But I'm going to go under 46 and a half. I also like the over on Devontae Adams. He's 87 and a half receiving yards. I think he goes over that number. I think he has 100 yards this week. So uh, I'm going to go with those two, the bonus of uh, bonus of Adams there, and uh, we'll see. We'll see how we end up there. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Uh, we mentioned when we we're talking about Sam Ellinger that there's a lot of expensive running backs this week. Uh, we've got Christian McCaffrey still at 8,700 with the Niners now. Derrick Henry, 8,400. Saquon Barkley, 8,100. Uh, JT is 8,000. Jonathan Taylor. 
Dalvin Cook, 7,600. Josh Jacobs, 7,500. So I'm going to stop there. Um, what are you doing in this range? It's a lot of big names, a lot of good names and good matchups. Um, how are you kind of uh, picking one or two guys here to play in your lineups? Yeah, you said it. Good name, good big names in in good spots. You, yeah. you can make arguments for for all these guys. Um, for me, if I have if I have to single one out, um, I think it would be Derrick Henry. And damn you, a lot of it. Yeah, a, a lot of it is is I guess I'm just gonna say from the eye test. Um, I and what I mean by that is I can't believe how easily Josh Jacobs ran on the Texans last week. It was yeah. some of the worst run defense I've ever seen. I it's some horrible. of the plays I couldn't believe. Yeah. And um, so Derrick Henry, you know, 33 touches last week, 30 the week before, catching some passes now. And you know, he has he hasn't had like the huge Derrick Henry game yet because we haven't seen like multiple touchdowns. Um, you know, that could happen here. So, I think if I spend up, I like Henry. Man, you can make some arguments for these other guys, though. I don't know. Give me someone else. Love, love Derek Henry this week. Uh, you, you took mine. I, I, I'm not too surprised you did, but Houston's allowing 5.24 yards per carry. The crazy thing is, and it doesn't really matter that much because it's so historical, but he didn't face them in 2021. He didn't face the Texans, but his last three games against Houston, he's had over 200 rushing yards in all three of those games. Like, that's an absurd, <laughs> absurd number. That is that's like absurd. 200 yards, uh, over 100 rush that yards in three straight weeks. Yeah, it really is. Um, he was 30 for 128 last week. I love this game. I'm going to do what I can to get Henry in this week. I think they're going to feed him. I think he's going to eat. 8,400 is expensive, but um, you know, hopefully that keeps some people off him. Uh, nobody's going to have Christian McCaffrey this week if you want to play him. 8,700 against the Rams. Uh, you know, he played 22 snaps last week. He looked really good, um, but. It's hard to get to 8,700 not knowing exactly if he's fully up to speed yet. Cal Shanahan has press conference said that the, the full playbook's available to him, but um, I hope I hope it works yeah. well. I hope it works out, but I just I couldn't play him over Henry this week, and I couldn't play him over Saquon Barkley either. Saquon Barkley, my second choice here. He's 8,100, um, you know, 70 plus rushing yards every week, averaging 24 touches a game. Obviously, anytime he touches mm-hmm. the ball, can go can go the whole way. Seattle's getting the second most yards to running backs. I just think the matchup's good. So uh, I'd go Henry one, but I would go uh, Barkley uh, a fairly close second, but uh, not that close. And then uh, everybody else would kind of be a step behind those guys. I think that uh, I'm not going to play Jacob 7,500 this week. I think that he's priced up. Um, I would find the money to get to Barkley or Henry instead. Uh, you know, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, I, I'm not going to play Jacobs either. He's going to be still really popular. And yeah, Barkley would be my second. Uh, leads the NFL in touches, leads the NFL in total yards. Good matchup against Seattle. I mean, don't need to say much else. So this next range here, I think we've already talked about Walker and Pollard. I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to go 6,000 to 7,200. So I can include Kamara here somewhere, but uh, Kamara 7,100. These three guys are all going to be popular. We kind of already, we kind of talked about all of them. We're talking about the cash games and the, and the chalk guys. Um, Kamara has been very involved since his injury. Um, he has, uh, he has no touchdowns at 101 touches. It's been a stat that's everywhere on, on Twitter this week. Uh, you know, ATN was second and he had a big number. We talked about him last week and he scored last week. 101 touches is impossible. Kamara is going to score this week, uh, six, nine and nine targets the last two weeks, 20 catches the last two weeks. He's super involved right now. We mentioned multiple times. I like this game to go over the number. So I think that, uh, Kamara Walker and, uh, and, and, and Pollard will be very popular. So anybody else in this range? that you find yourself liking? Cause I, you mentioned Ramondo Stevenson earlier. Um, other than that, there's like, I'm not, I, I'm not playing Damian Pearson, a tough matchup over those guys. I'm not playing Miles Sanders over those guys, even though it's a nice game script. 
Uh, I'm not playing Eno Benjamin over those guys, you know, in case Connor doesn't come back, he's in that mix. But I think it's very clearly those three running backs in this range, and you can kind of have everybody else if you want them. Yep. Again, I'm with you. Like those three seem like such good options to me that, yeah, yeah I'm just, I'm just going to stick with those three. Um, you know, we mentioned Tony Pollard would be very, very popular. And, you know, of course you can make the argument that fading him based off game theory reasons is a decent move for tournaments because he's yep. going to be very popular. And, and it is, you know, Pollard could score 15 points and some of these other guys in this range could score 30 and you know, you're golden, but uh, I, I love these, those three plays that you mentioned, Kamara, Walker, uh, Pollard. So I'm going to be all over them in tournaments. Under 6,000. Uh, you mentioned him and we we're talking about uh, the highest toll game in your stacks Raheem Mostert looks good here at 5,900. Um, you know, if you wanted to get off Pollard and a game theory, I think that Mostert's the pivot there at 5,900. Great matchup against Detroit. Um, another good week last week, 16 for seven in rushing, four for 30 in a touchdown receiving. Detroit's allowing 5.4 yards per carry, which is a crazy number. Like, I don't know how you ever get off the field when you're giving up five and a half yards of carry. Uh, most fancy points to running back. So I think most of a really good play at 5,900 if you do want to uh, either play him with Pollard or pivot away from Pollard to get different at tournament. Is there anybody else under 6,000 that you consider this week? There is not to me. I could see people maybe playing Chuba Hubbard. Um, you know, at Atlanta, he played uh, He played the higher percent snaps before he got a little dang, banged up last week. Uh, he was really good. Uh, they ran the ball. They ran the ball well. Sorry, phone's ringing. But, uh, you know, Tyler Algier is uh, against Carolina. But is there anybody be- below Mostert you're going to play this week? Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, Mostert would be the guy. Um, oh, yeah, great call on Etienne last week, by the way. Yeah, that worked. Um, that, that was nice. That worked well. Great call, yeah. Um, if there's one guy, I guess, I think you can make an argument that Brian Robinson has multiple touchdown upside. You know, he's going against a quarterback starting for the first time. And, you know, Washington would like to give Robinson 20 carries. So, you know, in an ideal situation, he could go 20 carries, 100 yards and two touchdowns. I don't know if I'll get there, but he's who I would make the argument for. Uh, I like that. Yeah, I didn't realize he had 20 carries. He had 17 carries the week before, too. It's pretty amazing. He got shot twice. Like two months ago, Crazy. he's, he's he had 20 carries in a game. That's pretty, that's a pretty different level of toughness right there. Yep. Pretty cool. Um, I mean, not cool that he got shot, but cool <laughs> that he's come back so well. Yes. Cool that he's okay. I did not think it was funny because I was doing season long drafts at the time. I'm like, you just got to cross him off, right? Like it sounds, it sounds weird to be like talking about a guy who got shot, but like, right. He's I mean, back in week five, like I never would have guessed that really, really impressive no. right there. But uh, yeah, he looked, he looks pretty good. I do like that as a, uh, you know, if you want to get a little way different and he, had, he does have a little bit of upside there. Um, let's talk about receivers. But first, a, a note from our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Football's officially back on Monkey Knife Fight with all the NFL action you're looking for. And if college football's more your speed, they got plenty of that too. On Monkey Knife Fight, there's no sharks, no salary caps, and no math. It's easy to play, easy to win, daily fantasy player props. Join now at monkeyknifefight.com. You'll get the first game free. Then use promo code RWNFL to get your first deposit match instantly up to $100. So what are you waiting for? Join Monkey Knife Fight today. So we talked about expensive running backs. There are a lot of expensive receivers here too. Cooper Cup is 9,600. Um, he does own the Niners, so I get the price there. He has 115 plus yards in all his last three games, or all three games he the Niners in 2021. And then earlier this year when they played the Niners already, he had 19 targets. He was 14 for 122. Uh, crazy number there. Justin Jefferson's 9,100. Devontae Adams, 8,600 we talked about. Tyreek Hill, 8,500. So above 8,000, uh, what are you doing in this range? Are you finding yourself getting away to Cooper, finding a way to Cooper Cup or just too expensive? Yeah, you know, 
I guess not organically. Um, I would be forcing it because uh, he's going to be less popular than 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 usual. I mean, people are going to play Tyreek Hill and, and guys priced below. And people are not going to want to go up to Cup. And like you mentioned, really good history with the Niners. I was going to ask you specifically about Cup. And, you know, I don't mean to jump over to tight end, but that game, San Fran and the Rams, has the most expensive quarterback and the most expensive tight end, which – which are interesting spots. Um, so maybe I will get up to cup on the lineups where I don't play Tyreek, but you're right. 9,600 is difficult. Uh, you know, Tyreek sticks out in this range for me. We, we talked about it already. Cooper cup has um, 23 straight games of 15 or higher points in PPR leagues. Is that insane for a wide receiver? <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Cup is insane. Even like that when they had the, the stretches where Devon or DeAndre Hopkins like had ten catches or a cut touchdown every week, you always had like a you know a, a four for forty game in there. We don't get there. Right. Fifteen points in a twenty-three game. the longest streak for a non-quarterback ever. Um, hashtag to Rich Rebar at Sharp Football Analysis. That's where I saw that stat. Um, if Cup gets fifteen points this week, he ties the all-time record. Uh, he ties Patrick Mahomes for the longest streak ever of, of fifteen plus uh, PPR points. Uh, it's uh, wow, it's a wow. wild stretch for a uh, for a wide receiver. It's uh, it, it's pretty wild. So, um, I mean, look I re- at that game against. Sorry, look, yeah, look yeah. at that game against San Fran. Fourteen catches on nineteen yeah. targets. I mean, it's crazy. I want that again. I will pay ninety six hundred for that. <laughs> yeah, you, can, you if I if you tell me if you tell me nineteen <laughs> targets are coming, I'm playing them in every lineup. But yeah, it's it's right, really expensive. Right. Um, I think it's I think it's the I think it's the way to go if you play Ellinger though. Like if you play Ellinger, I think you do it to get up here in this matchup. Um, you know, it's a game where they 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 really they really like whatever they see with with Cup against the against the Niners. Like I mentioned, 115 yards plus in all. They played three times last year because they played in the playoffs too. And 150 plus yards in all three of those games. Um, you know, Justin Jefferson. If you play Cousins, I think you stack it there. I love Devontae Adams this week. Tyreek. It's a fun week with uh, a lot of expensive guys. That I, usually I'm like, ah, I don't really want to play this guy at the price. And all four of those guys, uh, I, I think you find your way to. Um, in the 7,000s, there were two names I looked at. Uh, A.J. Brown is 7,700 against uh, Pittsburgh. DeAndre Hopkins is 7,400 at, at Minnesota. I think that they're in a range where everybody's going to have Tyreek or Devontae or even Cup uh, above. There's a ton of guys in the 6,000s that we talked about. I think these guys slide through this week without having much roster shift. And I actually do like both of them. I don't know if I'm going to get there on either one, but I think they're going to slide through a pretty uh, low roster this week. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, that whole range is sort of going to be a bit forgotten about. Um, I guess maybe Hopkins will probably be the most popular of all the 7K players. I don't know, maybe CD if you count him. But yeah, you know, AJ Brown's an interesting one. I think if I have interest in anyone – I mean, I have interest in some of the other guys, but I do like A.J. Brown. You know, we haven't talked about the Eagles stack at all. Um, you know, I'm not sure how popular Hurts gonna be, is going to be at first. You just figured he would be. And I, right. I saw, yeah, he's the only expensive quarterback. But, you know, it's a low total and a big spread, and people don't like to stack those games. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm considering a Hurts-A.J. AJ Brown lineup. And it's just so easy to go down to Tua that you're just like, it's it may, maybe people don't. Uh, I know it's so do. easy. Yeah. You know, what sticks out in my head is, I know and the Bills are different, but nobody wanted to play the Bills in their matchup against the Steelers. And yeah. that's what won every tournament. Now I know. And then, yeah, in, in the, when Gabe Davis has a 98-yard touchdown in the first minute of the game. <laughs> right, right. Now I know Hertz isn't Josh Allen necessarily in terms of, 
passing at least. Um, right. And, you know, that offense is not quite as explosive as the Bills. So, you know, it doesn't seem like an ideal stack to me, but I may get there on a few lineups. Yeah, I, I really like A.J. Brown this week. I may, I'm may i going to try and find a way to play him. He, he's been solid, but no 100-yard game since week one. You just feel like the the 150-yard two-touchdown A.J. Brown game is coming at some point. I know that's a bad way to think about things, but he has seven-plus targets every week. He's so explosive. I think there's going to be one of those games. There's got to be a game coming where he you know busts a couple of those. So I I always like yeah. A.J. Brown. I think he's priced high enough this week where I don't think a lot of people will get to him. And if you, uh, those are the kind of guys you look up, you're like, oh, my God, you know that's how that's how someone won with the, with the, the two A.J. Brown touchdowns. So I do uh, – I'd play him over Hopkins this week. I, I like him. Uh, I like him more. I think Hopkins will be more popular but give me uh, AJ Brown in the range in the 6,000s. I'm, I, I went 6,000 to 7,000. So I included CD lamb there, but we got lamb at 7,000. Amon Ra Brown, Amon Ra St. Brown, 6,900. Uh, Jalen Waddle. We talked about 67 Tyler Lockett. If Matt catches in play, will probably be pretty popular at 6,500. Uh, who do you like in the 6,000s? I don't like a list. All of them. Obviously there's a lot of guys here, but yeah, who do yeah. you find yourself kind of gravitating towards. Okay. Well, First, I'm going to ask you a question before I say anything. Just, just want, just want your opinion. There's a, yeah, there's yeah. a cash game. There's a couple cash game builds this week that land right on seven thousand for a receiver. And CD Lamb and Amon Ross St. Brown basically have the exact same projection. Um, so, if you had to just pick one of those guys, who do you feel more comfortable this week, CD or Amon Ross? Uh, St. Brown for me, just because I, I like the game so much more. I think that uh, I think Dallas is going to run the ball an absolute freaking ton in the second half. Um, I love CeeDee Lamb, but um, I just think St. Brown is is the one. And I know cash game, you're not really shooting for the upside. You're shooting for the floor. But I think that the only concern with St. Brown is the health. Like, uh, as long as he gets cleared on Saturday, it sounds like he, he doesn't, didn't have a concussion, but had a little, had some symptoms. It's uh, kind of hard to figure out what happened there. So the only concern on, on St. Brown for me is the, is the health. Um, but I would go St. Brown at 6,900 this week. Okay. Yeah. I'm with you. St. Brown as well. And yeah, I heard too that, you know, he didn't have a concussion, but with these yeah. new protocols, if you're even evaluated for one, then, then you're right. out. Um, so yeah, I'm with you there. Um, to answer your question about the six K range. Um, I do like Jalen Waddle for tournaments because he's going to be much less popular than Tyreek. Um, yeah. I like Devante Smith for, you know, similar reasons that you mentioned for AJ Brown. I just think he has big upside. We've seen, we've already seen it from him. Um, but yeah, I mean, Olave is such a good option. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So the, the Seattle guys, I'll let you talk about the Seattle guys. It seems like DK Metcalf is out. Tyler yeah. Lockett has, has finally been priced up. Now, normally you would think DK Metcalf out. It's a big boost to Tyler Lockett. Um, and it should be, but you know, DK Metcalf out also might be just a downgrade to the passing game. And I don't know, yeah. maybe Geno Smith and Tyler Lockett can't pay off that price. Maybe it becomes a, a Kenneth Walker game. Maybe you want to get off Tyler Lockett if he's going to be popular uh, for that price. I would, I'd go Waddle this week over, over Lockett in the same price range. Um, Olave 6,000, you mentioned, I like Lockett. I just, you know, I like Lockett more when he was like 5,600 for a long time. We're like, he's crazy. <laughs> he's gotta be, he's gotta go, go up. He finally did. Um, probably because Metcalf got hurt. They probably adjusted that also because he got hurt in game. Um, Lockett did have eight targets last week, only seven for 45. Um, I always like talking to Lockett, but I think there's other options I like more this week. So uh, may have some of them, but not someone I'm targeting. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about, though, in this, at 6,100, if Debo Samuel doesn't play, um, Brandon Ayuk has been really involved last week. He has 11 targets each of the last two weeks. He's eight for 83, the two touchdowns uh, two weeks ago, then seven for 82 last week in the loss against the Chiefs. He's really active, really involved. Mm. If Debo doesn't play, suddenly like that, that, that target tree really gets narrow. 
it's Ayuk, it's Kittle, and it's C-Mac out of the backfield. Like, I just think – and Juwan Jennings is questionable, too. He might not play, too. Like, you might get you might get a lot of Ayuk. And now, granted, they may move Jalen Ramsey on him. They, they may you – know, suddenly he's getting a lot of attention. I think Ramsey might play some Kittle, too. Um, but I like yeah. Ayuk at 6,100. I think Olave is the, probably the best play in this range. But um, I think Ayuk at 6,100 finally is, is getting some consistency, getting a lot of targets. They realize how good he is. And he's one of those guys – he had the ball in his hands. Like he break any play. Like he's super explosive. Um, so in a game that I think gets a little over the total here, I do like Brandon Ayuk at sixty one hundred as a guy that uh, I don't think a lot of people will have. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks for bringing that up. I had not even seen that uh, Debo might not play. Um, yeah. So yeah, I would have. I would definitely have interest in Ayuk. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Seven catches, eight catches on eleven targets the last two weeks could yep. be a good game script, and you're going to have Olave really, really popular in that range. So, so Ayuk could come with some leverage. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. I really, I really like him this week, uh, especially if Debo's in play. I think Debo's going to give a shot. This is essentially a playoff game for the Niners. They have a bye next week, but they're three and four against the Rams. They can go three and zero in the division and kind of. You know, even though the record's not good, if you go three and in the division, it, it looks pretty good. So this is a big game. You don't want to be three and five. Uh, before we move on to receivers, a couple of questions. Russell Wilson, a lot of chat, a lot of chatter in the in the in the chat about Russell Wilson. Uh, to answer the questions, I would go Jared Goff over Russell Wilson, and I would go Andy Dalton over Russell Wilson. So, uh, do you disagree with me on either me of those? No, I'm I'm with you. Yeah, I think the the injury, like there's so many ways he could tweak something, he could get hurt, he could have to come out of the game. And I just like I like golf against the against the Dolphins having to throw a lot. Mm-hmm. And I just uh, I like Dalton in a game. I think they'd shoot out a little bit. So give me uh, give me Dalton, give me golf both over Russell Wilson. Uh anybody before we get to the really cheap receivers, is there anybody in the five thousands you like? I think it's kind of a dead zone for me. DJ Moore, you mentioned is fifty three hundred, probably pretty popular down there. Brandon Cooks is fifty nine hundred, but like I like there's some receivers in the four thousands I like. There's a lot in the six thousand I like. There's not much in the five thousands for me this week. No, yeah, not much for me either. I mean, I think I'm just completely done with Brandon Cooks at this point. I mean, I sort of I, have I been for too. a while, but but this isn't the Cooks that gets ten targets every week anymore. This is nope. the Cooks that's getting five and six targets every week. So he's just way too expensive now for, for that. And, and uh, doesn't have over sixty yeah. yards since week one. Right, yeah, like just bad offense and or sorry, but, but bad passing game at least. And yeah, uh, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, it's a dead range for me too. Um, DJ Moore, uh, I get it. DJ Moore, I'm considering for cash games. Like the matchup is pretty good too, so I understand DJ Moore. But yeah, other than that, no, I'll, I'll go even cheaper. So let's get under five thousand then. I think we both uh, we both really like Wondell Robinson. We mentioned him; he's forty seven hundred on DraftKings, six for fifty on eight targets last week. And the key to me. We talked about it last week, and we're like, you know, he, he didn't play that much, but they, they when he was in there, they targeted him. He had like 70% of the snaps last week. They've clearly ramped him up. Mm-hmm. Seattle has struggled against slot receivers. I just think he's way too talented to be this price. I get why he's this price. I get he hasn't played that much. But 70% of the snaps, eight targets last week. Like, this is the last week Wondell Robbins could be under 5,000, I would imagine. Yeah, Wondell, Wondell is my favorite in this range as well. Um, other guys, you know. You know, I was looking at, uh, well, I, I see that Elijah Moore is going to be back now. But at one point I was considering uh, Wilson. But not, you know, with Corey Davis out, it seemed like he could be in for some targets at 4,200. I don't know what to think now. You know, I don't really want to target the Jets passing game in general. But I don't know. That's okay. Um, so Mar- Marquise Goodwin uh, will, people, will be an option for people if DK Metcalf's out. I don't yep. think I really want to go there either. 
Um, Paris Campbell's sort of an interesting one, like crazy numbers on Paris Campbell, 12 targets and 11 targets. He had 10 catches last week. Um, He's got the new quarterback now, though. I don't know, you know, if you want to pair him with Ellinger, it's going to save you, like, you're going to have all the salary in the world to do whatever you want with. I don't know, though. Like, after Wandale, nothing jumps out to me. You got to you got to give me somebody. Uh, Paris Campbell was on uh, winning tournament lineups last week. Like, I, I, I was looking. It was like it was Burrow with, uh, you know, Kenneth Walker, Josh Jacobs. And then all of a sudden, everybody had Paris Campbell. It was it was Burrow and Chase. And then it was uh, it was uh, Walker and Jacobs. And all those kind of made sense. You and I talked about Burrow. I played Burrow in my main lineup. It was great. He had, he had a ton of points. But uh, Paris Campbell was the, the difference maker. He had a ton. He, had a, he was 10 for 70 and a touchdown. So he was that 24 crazy, points. Like, crazy. You had 24 points at that price. Like, it's game over at that point. Um, I love oh, I Wandale. Have, oh God, so good. No, no, no. Sorry. I do have a favorite. I, 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 I'll let you go. I, I, I think I might steal who you okay. were going to say though. You, you go, you go. I, I love Wandale, but the other guy in this range, same price as Wandale. Uh, George Pickens is forty seven hundred at Philly. Just a game where they're going to, they're a big dog. They have to throw a lot. He was six for sixty one touchdown last week. He and Kenny Pickett obviously uh, have a really good connection together. Pickett likes throwing to him. He's super talented. I think that. The thing with Wandale and Pickens is like you're getting a ton of talent in this price. Like they could have huge games. Whereas a lot of these guys are like, all right, I guess they could work if they get 12 targets. But like Pickens and, Wa- and Robinson, like are just really, really good, talented players. Um, so give me both of those. Uh, who's your other one though? Yeah, so I I was gonna say Pickens. Yeah, yeah, I think it oh, makes a lot right. of sense too if you're no that no if you're gonna stack um, the Eagles like that's who I would run it back with. Obviously, Fryer Moose is, is there as well, so you could do yeah. that. But you know that that. Those two guys on the Steelers make like a uh, Eagles mini stack a little bit more appealing, even though it's a low total game. The other guy I was going to mention, um, I'm with you. I was, I've, I've sort of been impressed by Justin Fields lately, I guess more so that, than the public. And I, I do think there's some potential there in this matchup. You know, the Niners have a, a great pass rush, but the back end isn't the greatest and they, they can give up some big plays. And we've seen Mooney have, you know, we saw him have 12 targets two weeks ago. Uh, he's the number one guy there, and he has upside for that salary, and no one's going to roster him. So I think you could consider that. Yeah, you said Niners, you meant Cowboys, but same thing keeps going with that. Sorry, yeah, Cowboys. Yeah, it Cowboys. works though. It works though. Good pass rushes. It's it, it, it's, uh, it's applicable there. Uh, that's a really good one right there. I did not uh, I did not consider him with uh, with Pickens and Wandale right there. But yeah, if they're trailing and they're throwing a lot, uh, Mooney had 12 targets in Week Six, six in Week Seven. And is a guy that can hit a big play too. Like I think if you get guys down here, you want someone to get a big play because you're not going to get, you know, you're not getting the the huge volume we get when you pay up, and you want someone to get a big play. And I think Mooney Mooney fits that bill. And we know Trayvon Diggs has interceptions, but Trayvon Diggs takes risks too. He can hit the big plays. I, I like that one. I think that uh, I don't think anybody's going to have it. I think I, I like that one a lot. Yeah. Tight ends. Uh, we talked about Pratt Fryermuth at 3,900. Probably going to be the most popular one, but I think you're right. I think it's pretty spread out. I like you mentioned Dalton, Dalton Schultz. I love that play by you last week. He tweaked his knee, but he still had five for 49. Like that still worked okay at the price. Like it was, it, it wasn't huge, but it was disappointing. He kind of tweaked the knee. He said he's fine, but 3,700. I mean, Dak obviously likes throwing to him. In, in week one, he was good. He had five targets last week with Dak backs. So I think he's a, you know, he's a, he's someone that's very Dak reliant. So we've got Schultz. We got Fryermuth. Uh, what the heck else do we do here at tight end? Yeah, you know, and it, it could have – you mentioned the injury for Schultz. It could have worked better for Schultz. Actually, yeah. part of what didn't work was Dak Prescott. I mean, he threw for 207 yards. You know, a lot of people 
thought he was going to have a better game than that coming back. So if he would have, I, I think Schultz might have had a better game too. So yeah, it's just it's too cheap for Schultz if that offense is is you know back to what it used to be. Uh, so so I don't mind that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I meant I, I like Gasicki, but only if you're stacking that game. Um, I don't know, Scott. I, there isn't if, much for me here. If Debo doesn't play, can you get up to Kittle at 5,700? Oh, yes, yes. I, yeah, that's what I was thinking about when you were talking about Ayuk as well. Yeah, I think that'd be a pretty good move. Um, I Not, think nine, 19 targets the last two weeks. They are starting to use him in the pass game. Yep, and a ceiling game at tight end will go extra far this week if you could get it from Kittle. He's not going to be, like, overly popular, and he could just absolutely crush the whole position. So, yeah, absolutely, Kittle. Yeah, I think if I if I were to pay up, I'd pay up for him over Waller, over Dallas Goddard this week. I think if I if I was going in the 5,000s, obviously uh, Andrews and Travis Kelsey are off the slate, so there's nobody uber expensive. I'd go Kittle. Um, and then if I want to go cheap, I, I, we, we mentioned Schultz and Fryman. I think these are the most uh, most applicable ones to me. If you if you play Kirk Cousins, you can go with Irv Smith at 3,500. Um, tight ends have been really good against Arizona all year long. Like, I know they've faced some good ones, but tight ends have been really good. I think Juwan Johnson went off against them last week for two touchdowns. Uh, Irv Smith's targets have been pretty decent, 8, 6, 4, 5, and 4. Um, Juwan Johnson, I just mentioned, he's 3,200. If you wanted to play the Saints-Raiders game, I think it's an interesting cheap piece of this game. Uh, Michael Thomas would have to be out. Adam Trapman would have to be out. But he was uh, 5 for 32 and two touchdowns last week on five targets. He was 4 for 41 and six targets the week before that. So I think that Juwan Johnson is, uh, if you want to go cheap and punt, 3,200 in a game that I think is going to be a little higher than the total, uh, I do like that play if you needed to get cheap and want to spend some money elsewhere. Yeah, I think that's the call right there. If you if if I see Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, and Troutman out, I think Johnson is probably the best cheap tight end. Yeah, great point. Um, and Dalton Dalton likes guy, him in the I Dalton mean, likes him in the red zone, and I think it works well for the price. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, one other guy, and you know, I hesitate to even mention it, but he is really cheap, and I, you know, we don't know about his health but he hasn't played since week four, but it looks like Logan Thomas is coming back. He's only three K. Um, that would be too cheap for the Logan Thomas that, you know, we used to know again, I don't think I'm going to do that, but worth mentioning. Yeah. He's obviously playing with, uh, with Taylor Heineke who Taylor Heineke moved up my quarterback ranks this week. Cause he buys a, buys a pair of Jordans every week when he gets a win in the color of the opposing team's uh, Jersey. That's awesome. Yeah, he showed up with uh, you won't like it, but he shows up with with, uh, with Green Bay Packer green uh, Jordan's Jordan's. <laughs> oh man, I didn't see that. I'm glad I didn't beautiful. see that, but that, yeah. that's awesome. I, I do like made made me like Heineke a little bit more. I was thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, defense. Uh, gotta. I always say gotta play one. Uh, what are you doing at defense this week? I'm gonna let you go first because I think it's uh, kind of a tough defense week. I, I had trouble. I think. I guess everybody goes Washington for 2600 against the rookie quarterback. Is that what you think is going to be the, the the most popular? Yep, you got it. Oh, for cash games, for sure. Yeah, for yep. cash games, I think you just got to play Washington against the debuting quarterback, and and they're cheap enough. Um, but it's one of those situations where they're probably going to be really popular in tournaments, and we've seen we've seen the ownership on some of these defenses just absolutely out of control in 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 tournaments to where like fading them seems like a pretty good option um, in tournaments and cash games. You just play Washington. Um, but you're right. Other than that, like, where do you go? I, I don't know. I know, I know, um, I know where I'm going. Okay. I'll, I'll say 
Patriots seem okay for 3K, but I don't know. You, you Tell me what you think. Love the Niners defense this week. Uh, 3,100 against the Rams. The Rams are going to score some points, but I tell you what, Matthew Stafford just gives you chances to make plays on defense. He's going to have a couple throws where you're like, oh, God, that's not going where we're supposed to go. And I think the Niners defense will pressure him. I don't think the Rams offensive line is playing especially well right now. Um, I really like the Niners defense. They're 3,100. They're priced down. You know, I think the the expensive ones, like there's no way to argue against Philly, against Pittsburgh, or Dallas, against Chicago, except the fact they're 3,900 and 4,000. Like if you need to save 1,000 down to the Niners, I think you got to do it. Uh, I think that uh, they're going to get some sacks. They're going to get pressures. That causes fumbles. That causes interceptions. Um, I think that they're re- – It's a, it's. A, I, I hate playing narrative street, but I think the Niners are embarrassed on defense after last week. Mahomes absolutely trashed them. 530 yards. I guess the defense was number one in the league before that. I think they dropped to like seventh or something after that week. They, they dropped way down, at least in DVOA. They, I think they dropped from first to seventh on, on football outsiders. But – uh, love the Niners D this week. They like playing the Rams. They like playing in SoFi South, as we call it down here. There's going to be a lot of Niners <laughs> fans there. There's 3,100. I do like – that's my favorite defense by far this week. I think the Patriots-Jets game is one where you can play either defense. I think the Patriots are 3,000. Mm-hmm. Jets are 2,900. I think that I like going against both those quarterbacks. I, I guess Mac Jones is playing for New England. Um, I have no idea what Belichick was doing last week with the dual quarterbacks. It was a weird situation. They got smacked by the Bears of all teams. But so I think you go defense in either of those games. Washington, if you want to, you know, fade Sam Ellinger. But Niners at thirty one hundred is where I'm going to be going. Maybe on a a very large percentage of my lineups. Yeah, I love that. Me, me too. Now, I mean, you sold me a hundred percent. I see Niners third ranked defensive line, Rams twenty ninth ranked offensive line, also go. dealing with injuries and people playing out of position. Uh, yeah, yeah, great call. I mean, you, you're usually spot on with these defenses. So yeah, g- give, give me the Niners as well. Sometimes every once in a while, I give up, you give up 50 points on my defense, but usually pretty good. But I mean, Bosa, Bosa's back. Um, Samson Epicon's having to play. I hope Greenlaw plays. Uh, Jimmy Ward is back. Like the uh, Charveris, like almost every back. You wish Eric Armstead was back because he could stop the run. But, uh, you know, we're talking defenses are fancy. I think you want to rush the quarterback and make plays. I think the Niners have guys to do that right now. And Stafford will. Yeah, who knows if they make the pick or who knows if Stafford's overthrow goes into the seats. Like, I just think he'll he'll give you two or three plays to make a play, and that's all I want in a defense. You mix in a few sacks. I think that, that works pretty well for a floor, too. Yeah, agreed. I feel like we hit the slate pretty well here. Um, I feel like I have a pretty good uh, – I feel pretty good about it. I'm hoping, I'm hoping this is a good week. Uh, hopefully the Niners can find a way to beat the Rams. Uh, hopefully your Packers can hang in there against the Bills. I like them plus, oh. the, po- I like them plus the points this week, by the way. I think they stick within 11. I, I hope you're right. Hopefully they can keep it competitive. Yeah, it's Sunday. Sunday it's Sunday night, right? Is that Sunday or Monday? That's Sunday night. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, if they can hang in there because this is a, a if they get blown out, like you, you've got some you got some proper problems in packing land for sure. But uh, give me the plus eleven and a half. I'll go there. Anybody else? Uh, anybody else on your mind? Anything else you want to talk about before we jump out of here? I think you've got to go. Uh, you go talk some. Uh, I guess we call it. You call it football over there in the uh, in the uh, in Europe. But uh, you're going to got to go talk some soccer. So anybody you got left you want to talk about? Yeah, you know, I don't think so. You're right. I think we hit uh, pretty much everything. I'm scrolling through here. Yeah. What's, no. uh, what's good? Uh, what are you, what are you doing? You do a Premier League right now? What are you doing soccer-wise at the moment? Premier League, yeah. There's a big slate on Saturday. Uh, we haven't had one in a while. They've sort of been – games have been spread out and moved to Sundays a lot of times. So this is the first big uh, Saturday slate in a while. So yeah, I saw there was a, that was a big, big offside controversy in the Premier League last week, right? I mean, there always is, you know, they're using that VAR system now. And right. sometimes it's really weird. You know, you can't tell what it, what's a goal and what's not a goal anymore. 
That's pretty wild. So I won't uh, I'll go too deep down the soccer rabbit hole. You're about to go talk. I'll let you get out of here. But thanks, Eric, for listening to the Roadwire Fantasy Football Podcast sponsored by No House Advantage. We appreciate them uh, for that, of course. If you can please rate or be the podcast if you enjoy listening to us or we give you some good plays uh, for Sunday, definitely uh, leave us uh, a bunch of stars and a nice comment. It goes a long way towards uh, the helping the podcast. We'll be able to find the podcast. Both really good things on our end. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at Scott Jenstead. Ryan is at Ryan Belongi, B-E-L-B-E-L-O-N-G-I-A. You want to follow him on there. I definitely do that. Other than that, hope everybody has a really good week eight. We're back at you for week nine next Friday. Hope everybody has a good one and take care. Thanks, Scott. Good luck, everybody. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.